welcome back to the glue guys. This is Mike here. Say hello, Brian. Hello. Check us out on Twitter at BKGlueGuys, NetsDaily.com, Almighty Baller, Brian. Dude, breaking news, Mike. Big night. Huge emergency pod. Emergency pod, Brian. This is what's happening. I've got a tall boy in a paper bag, if you can hear it, and I've got another one that's already open. Look at that. Wow. I went for value and calories, Miller Lite. They can sponsor this pod. Brian. Miller Lite, huh? That's the, that's the beer of choice. I was in uh, Oregon uh, this <clears throat> this past week uh, for a wedding, and then me and my wife parlayed it into a mini vacation, drove down the coast, and uh, went into some like hilarious towns, um, like super out in the middle of nowhere. Uh-huh. And there was one where it was a, a gas station slash gun store, and then there was like beer. Yes. I was online. Two like 10-year-old girls come in, get tall boys of Bud Light, and they're like, it's for our moms. Don't worry. And she's like, okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, dude, I swear no. on your life. And it happened? They had two 16-ounce tall uh, uh, Bud Lights. And yeah, it totally happened. They were like, it's for our moms. Don't worry. She's like, okay, but you better promise. They're like, we promise. And that was it. <laughs> that was, that was what a life. Deal. I was about to say, like, I would love to be out there, but I'm of legal age to drink. So I guess the benefit of underage drinking no longer uh, applies. It's a whole, I mean, there's so many other things to delight in over there. Uh, you really, you should consider it still, despite that you can afford your own Bud Lights. <laughs> um, but anyways, we're bearing the lead here. Jimmy Butler, dude. Jimmy Butler's coming to the Nets. No, not happened yet, but it could happen because this is what's happening. If you have been under a rock for the past, let's say, six hours, depending on when you're listening to this, uh, we understand that Jimmy Butler has met with Tom Thibodeau, met with him on Tuesday, which would be yesterday, recording this on Wednesday. He eventually conveyed the message that he wants to be traded. We first get a Shams tweet today, Wednesday, saying Jimmy Butler has a list of teams he'd like to be traded to. He wants to be traded before the season starts, Brian, which is coming up pretty rapidly. It's about a month away. Um, Jimmy Butler wants to be traded to a list of teams. About 45 minutes later, Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN tweets, here is the list of teams, the Los Angeles Clippers, the New York Knicks, and the Brooklyn Nets. Brian! Mike. The Nets are back. Don't, you Nets. can't do that. I don't have my, my drops. I know. We don't, we don't have our drops. Um, dude, how are you feeling? What are you thinking? We are, we are <laughs> back in trade rumors. It's good to be back in trade rumors again. I kind of want to – that's the headline, right? Isn't that the, like yeah. – that's, that's the big takeaway. We're, we're back in trade rumors with – with marquee players does does marks like take a like i don't know if espn has a newspaper i know they don't but let's say they did would marks cut out the espn newspaper headline of nets in jimmy butler star superstar trade rumors and say i did it this is yeah i promised i would do this i would get this team back to a place where superstars want to be here this is the first superstar who has publicly said well through (laughs) adrian wojanowski that he wants to be a net. This is an achievement. Yeah. This is a banner should be raised in the, the Adrian Wojnarowski tweet. That tweet should be raised in Barclays and said this is this is more of a pivotal moment in Nets history than anything that's happened in the past five years, Brian. I'm glad you're eager to shine a spotlight on this in the same way that I am, because <laughs> it's you know, it's great, you know, to want to dissect this right away, but taking a moment to really breathe it in and uh yeah, I mean, it is like a remarkable turnaround. Um, but like we always say, it you can only be really, truly awful for four years. 
um, in the NBA. And that's just about the timeline that we were on there. I mean, not we're not out of the woods yet or whatever, but um, <laughs> insofar as we're attractive to the Jimmy Butlers of the world, you know, we're out of the woods, baby. We did it. All right, so let's kind of set the table a little bit. Here's what we we can say about Jimmy Butler. He is 29 years old. He just turned 29. He feels older than 29 somehow because we talk about him as if he's like super duper old, but he's 29, which is okay. I always th- I feel like he's younger though cuz he's been not in the league that long. Um well, I think in my so this is in my head that he's compared in the free agent class to like Kyrie. I think Kyrie's only like 25, something like that. Um yeah. Clay Thompson, pretty young, I think too. Uh, 29, Jimmy Butler, which which is not that old. That's like if the Nets had, let's say, the Nets trade for him and sign him to an extension, you're getting him for pretty good years. You're getting him for like not the I mean, probably just turned 20. His birthday is September 14th. So, I mean, really just turned 29. Just turned 29. Uh, um, yeah. he is, so his contract is he has one year left on his deal, and then he has a player option. So it's up to him. Obviously, it's his decision. This is the thing that we saw with Paul George. This is the power that he has right now. He is trying to set the table. He was 22-5-5 with 35% from three and, you know, one of when he wants to be elite wing defenders in the league in terms of, like, star player who can also play defense. He is, you know, he's not Kawhi, but he's pretty damn good. And if he was on your team, you'd be super-duper happy. So that is the, the, all the mess is on the table. That is Jimmy Butler. Um, yeah. Where do you sit? We're, we're going to dig into so much here. I think what we're going to look at is the other teams that could make a trade. Is it smart <coughs> to do this? Uh, should D'Lo be part of the deal and all this stuff? And what does, if they make a kind of trade like this, how does it impact Kyrie Irving and potential other stuff? But just yeah. what – just understanding like a basic amount of value that it would take to get Jimmy Butler, where are you at? I, I love this as a first domino to fall, honestly, because there's so many, like, you know, if you're playing Skyrim and there's a big dialogue tree, there's so many different ways for this to play out because he's kind of the middle of the pack guy of this superstar free agent class or whatever that's coming up. Um, so like typically when, when these kinds of things happen, there'll be like a LeBron, you know, or a Kevin Durant domino to fall, which, you know, is, is the giant figurehead. Um, but having, having a middle, like the, you know, the third, if you're going to have like a, a real championship run, you want Jimmy Butler to be probably your third best guy. Honestly, he, you can maybe make an argument it, for like tied for second. It, it would be second if like you had Kevin Durant. If it, it was Kevin Durant, and then I mean, I'm Jimmy talking about Butler. making a run against you know the Golden State Warriors. You, you got to have some really <laughs> yeah. serious talent on a team like that. You would you would um, need like a like top three player, then Jimmy Butler. But if you don't have top three, Jimmy Butler is super duper nice, and you love him, and you for the Nets, it would just be like. It would be like drinking water for the first time after being in the desert for five years. But yes, right. I'm with you totally, 100%. So, but like, you know, it, if you're trying to make space or like, you know, uh, free up cap for players like, you know, Kawhi Leonard, who are inarguably a better version of Jimmy Butler and what they do, which is, you know, fairly similar. It's just Kawhi does it with like three extra points and like, you know, a handful of extra rebounds. <laughs> it's just like a more optimized version of it. I mean, all things being equal with his knee injury and everything. Uh, or hamstring. Um, but, yeah, really fun first domino to fall. Um, lots of ways that this can play out. So I don't know where you want to begin to dig in. I think maybe 
start looking at what what the trade packages would look like or is it like does this make the most basketball sense or is it like do we hold off for i mean let's maybe just like assume like we should do it just for the sake of argument yes and think about trade packages first so the other two teams involved are the knicks and clippers let's broach quickly what's on the table for those two teams for those who don't know not me, of course I know, but for the other people. So both the Clippers and Knicks are like in the same state of the Nets where they are sort of in the middle ground. The Clippers are better than the, the Knicks and Nets. The Knicks have the best singular player out of any of those teams, which I would say would be Chris Stapps, but he's injured, coming back from injury. All three, Also probably not on the table, right? Not on the table, not in this deal, not at all. Yeah. Um, and also like it sort of would be terrifying for Thibodeau to get his hands on Chris Stapps because Chris Stapps tore his ACL. And then, like, Thibodeau would make Chris Stapps play, you know, game one, which would be Mm -hmm. abusive and terrible. Um, (laughs) All three teams are going to have cap space next summer. Even if they make a Jimmy Butler trade, all three teams would still have some kind of cap space. The Clippers are the team that is waiting for Kawhi Leonard to break free. Uh, The Knicks haven't really stated – they've been linked to Kyrie and Kevin Durant in some way. They can't get both, but they've been linked to either of them. And the Nets, of course, everyone knows they're going to get two max free agents and then win five championships in a row. Um, what is the, the most crucial part about all of this, which isn't being talked about too much, <laughs> is like Tom Thibodeau is the guy who's going to make the trade, right? So mm. Jimmy puts out this list of teams that he wants to go to, but it is still up to Tibbs to make the decision. What do we know about guys who are coaches who – run teams what do they usually do do they plan for the future or plan for the present do plans for the present he's going to want to trade that like makes them better now um a couple Plus, of- that's such an interesting way of thinking about it too because there's so many like sort of prototypical um tibbs players on the nets and not that much on other teams i mean well i don't know so the clippers actually if it's like a win now deal like because Tibbs is kind of probably on the chopping block anyways. He has Carl Anthony Towns. Also reports coming out that Carl Anthony Towns is not super happy with being in Minnesota. Like, not like he doesn't hate it as much as Jimmy Butler, but he's not super happy. Uh, by the way, side note here, Nick Wiggins, who's Andrew Wiggins' big brother, he commented on Shams' initial tweet, Shams' tweet breaking the news that Jimmy Butler wants a trade. Nick Wiggins commented on that saying, Hallelujah. Interesting note here, and I think mm. I will dig into the Jimmy Butler uh, personality stuff that I want to get into. I'm very favorable about him, but there are a couple of warning signs, and we'll talk about that later. Oh, interesting. Uh, um, the Clippers can make a win-now deal because Tobias Harris is pretty good. He would fit nicely with Carl Anthony Towns. He's an expiring contract, and his contract pretty much lines up with Jimmy Butler. They also have Avery Bradley, who's on a one-year plus a, then a team option. Those are like Avery Bradley's like a Tibbs player. You know, just that's sort of what you would sure. want. You could just do, basically, if you're the Clippers, Tobias Harris, Avery Bradley for Jimmy Butler. And so here's the thing. You need to send money back. It had to be Taj Gibson. Top Gibson's almost like too good to be a money send back type dude. But Minnesota has like a pretty bloated salary cap issue for a team that's like, okay. Um, so that would be a good win now trade. The Knicks is like... Frank Nicotina and Kevin Knox for Butler. The one important note here, Brian, is that Steve Mills, the guy who runs the Knicks, has already apparently has said 
um, like in like a season ticket holder meeting or something like that, he was saying that we're not going to give up assets for a guy we think we can sign him for agency. You would think that would knock them out of the running, but there's also the owner involved. And the owner, if he understands he can get Jimmy Butler, they're going to make a Carmelo-type deal. I mean, that may be pushed through by James Dolan. Um, and then, of course, there's the Nets, and we can kind of talk about <coughs> our evaluation. Are you, are you in that camp, though, the Steve Mills camp of, like, if there's a guy who says he kind of wants to go to the Nets, do you give up assets for that guy? Does that make sense in this circumstance? Jimmy Butler, is it worth giving up, let's just say at minimum, Karis LeVert, a first-round pick, and then another guy that you probably like on this team? Is that worth giving up for a guy who could come here next year regardless? Well, okay, so the <clears throat> fact that this is all coming out now makes me think that it's very likely that this is going to happen. Um, I mean – you don't want to wait till mid-season to do this. This is like, you know, this is the time to, to pull the trigger on something like this. So, um, and just the nature of like, you know, listing three teams, it's sort of a more serious version of, of the um, kind of, you know, what we've come to know as, as the, the, the narrative of, of stars asking out. So um, with that in mind, um, that definitely like increases the sense of urgency for all parties involved. Um, the way that I sort of think about it is I have like three parts of the trade that are kind of like, or two parts, two big parts that you can like plug in and plug out for, for a Nets package. So like I get the top down thing, like, is it any of this worth it? But I think it's worth it to talk about what's actually up for grabs here and then sort of make those qualifications afterwards. So for me, there's like two parts of it, right? There's the money part, which is either Carol or Fareed. Um, and that's like, you need one of those guys to sort of make it work. Crab also can do it, but like mm-hmm. please, that's less please. of a <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah, come on. that's yes, that's a bit of a best case scenario Dude. that you oh know, my I'm, God. I'm gonna assume please. is off the table. <laughs> please. Okay. Um, what I need what I need is I need Kevin O'Connor from The Ringer to somehow write yeah. or Zach Lowe to somehow write a piece about how Alan Crab next to Carl Anthony Towns in a lineup would be yeah. and, and Andrew Wiggins would be like unlock the next Warriors. I need that to happen yeah. because you could do a straight up, not that they would do this, but crab for Butler in terms of salary, and mm-hmm. it's not happening. I don't even know what I'm talking about, it, but that would make me so happy. I love Alan Crab, great person, phenomenal, awesome. Um, donates money to schools. I'm not. I don't want to minimize that, but as a basketball uh, asset, I would like to move on from him. Sorry, I interrupted though. Sure. Um, no, so I'm, I'm going to leave him off the table in this because it's a little bit too juicy for for this conversation. Makes it a little too IPA easy, right there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so, like, the Carol Freed combo uh, represents the money part. And then there's this other part, which is, like, the Karis LeVert, Rhonda Hellas Jefferson, Spencer Dinwiddie, like, you know, uh, attractive, you know, very low-cost uh, player who might fit well with what they're doing. And then there's this third part, um, which is the kind of, like, you know, knockout, like, super extra value, which is the pick or D'Angelo Russell. Mm -hmm. So I think you can like take two of any of those three packages. Um, like, or you can like combine. So you'd have to do like, you know, the money, Carol Fareed plus, um, the, the fun asset, Dinwiddie, Ronda Hellas Jefferson, Karras and the pick, or you can just do D'Lo and Carol and Fareed. I think that's like roughly what we're looking at. Well, so it's, it's either going to be, if you do D-Lo, 
and we'll have that. I want to definitely have that conversation. If you do D'Lo, you only have to then include Carol or yeah, Carol or Fareed, right? Right. Because at that Not, point, you don't. I, I would assume you wouldn't have to have the pick involved. I would say that tips it into like less favorable territory for the Nets. You might. I might be wrong on that, but like, I th- okay. It's, so here, here's like all deals made in NBA, MLB, and NFL are all based off of previous deals that are made. A quarterback signing, a like Kirk Cousins signing a contract, translate then into Aaron Rodgers signing the contract that he did. They all base each other off. That's why players get so mad when guys take discounts because discounts lead to the GM talking to the agent saying, "Well, <coughs> Lou Williams took eight million dollars. Why would we then pay player mm-hmm. X?" 10 million. He's not as good as Lou Williams. Something like that. We have a guidebook for how this trade is made. A wing who's really good at defense, who's also like uh, a plus scorer, would be Paul George. That guidebook, which, and it's Paul George and Jimmy Butler are so similar. It's a guy who wants to go to LA, who's a wing scorer, defender, who averages around 20 points, five assists, five rebounds. Pretty good three-point shooter, not an amazing three-point shooter. He's on a player option type deal where it's a one plus one. Same situation, right? Paul George's bright lights, I want to go to L.A., was way brighter than Jimmy Butler's, but let's say they're the same. In that deal, the which, again, everyone, of course, loved for the, for the Thunder and not so much for the Pacers, but that flipped. It was um, d- semi-disgruntled, underappreciated asset guard plus a young big for just Paul George, okay? And that disgruntled, semi-underappreciated guard was Victor Oladipo, who became an all-star. I could argue that D'Lo is, uh, he's a disgruntled, underappreciated young guard. Um, What he has going in his favor is that he doesn't have a contract as big as Oladipo, but he's about to. Um, I almost think that any deal that includes... Jimmy Butler kind of has to include um, D'Lo unless they make a deal where it's Levert and Jared Allen mm-hmm. plus Kenneth Fareed for Jimmy Butler. Because in the, in the end, <coughs> you're not just going to get Jimmy Butler without giving up something. The Nets yeah. don't have a first-round pick of any value beyond their own, but that if they get Jimmy Butler, they're going to be a playoff team. I, I'll say that. Like, if they get Jimmy Butler in the East – they're a playoff team almost no matter what else is around them. Um, So like, it's also, it's also interesting to think about it from this way. It's hard to interrupt. It's also interesting to think which of these three teams wants Jimmy Butler the most, you know, Yes. what do you, Um, what would you say? I have to kind of think the nets might, I mean, the, I mean, I think it's hard to say the Knicks. This seems like the kind of thing the Knicks really, really want to happen, but they have not like, Frank Nielakina and like Courtney Lee or whoever, like I just I don't see how they have a better package than anybody involved. Um, they they only the Knicks would if they if Thibodeau wasn't the GM. If the GM was a new hire and he came in, he was like, you know, he got Carl Anthony Towns. He's pretty good. Wiggins contract not a good contract right now. If we could get a couple of young guys who are pretty good, the Knicks could do Nielakina, Knox, and that would be it. I think two high. What? Yes. People love really? Knox, man. People are like amped. He's like an. I mean, to say that he's on. I mean, Neil Aquino was like. I don't know. I, 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 I don't. Not, yeah, I don't buy Neil Aquino hype either because it's so funny when people talk about the Knicks. They throw in. They're like, well, they got Chris Stapps, Kevin Knox, who was good in summer league for three games, and then Neil Aquino, and then I'm like, I don't know, man. What do you have in him? Like what? Like he's a defensive guard 
who can't score and he's not a ball handler. Like they say they were, when they were talking about the Knicks getting Trey Young, it was like because then you can move Frankie Nicotine off the ball as a two guard. I'm like, oh, so he's a guard who can't handle the ball but can't score or shoot. So what yeah, do you have? A severely limited utility player. So he's <laughs> utility not, guard of all things. Yeah. But yeah. but I think that he's kind of also a Tibbs player. And he's also kind of a guy you'd play with next to Teague, who's their point guard right now, and Andrew Wiggins, who's no defense, all offense, and Carlos Towns, who's kind of all defense. They're I don't all know. You're leaving defense. a lot of playmaking and scoring on the table after a Jimmy Butler trade, yeah. and like <laughs> yeah. f- replacing that with Frank Milikina seems yeah. pretty risky. So I, I actually do think the Knicks could put up a compelling package, but they're not going to do it. Uh, not that they're not going to do it, but like it's not going to be compelling for the Timberwolves and Tom Thibodeau. The Clippers, though are in a weird state because they've been kind of like they did the Blake Griffin trade. They kind of reset the table. Do they really want to jump in on Jimmy Butler? Like if, if so Jerry West, I think is with the Clippers right now. I think he's in with uh, the Clippers. He's kind of pulling all the strings behind the scenes with <laughs> when they hired Lee Jenkins from sports illustrated. Um, but like, does it make sense for them to have flipped Blake Griffin for Tobias Harris, who's now an expiring contract, who's pretty good, and a first-round pick, to then use that capital on Jimmy Butler, essentially taking Blake Griffin for Jimmy Butler. Like To me, I almost feel like they'd rather just wait. And they're probably going to wait and say, we're going to get Kawhi. Kawhi's not going to the Lakers at this point. Unless if mm-hmm. LeBron does a, a charm campaign <clears throat> over this next year and really tries to make... Kawhi feel like that he like he needs to come to, to the Lakers and not the Clippers, even though every indication is he's going to go to the the Clippers. That's what it seems yeah. like. Um, I mean, and again, like if you're talking about a combo, a package that in, includes um, Tobias Harris and Avery Bradley, like those are pretty good players, like reliable, you know, and like guys with long NBA careers ahead of them that are like good. Whereas, you know, like I, I just don't see that that makes them like I don't it doesn't move the needle as much as it does for the Knicks and the Nets um, to make a trade like that. And then also it's worth talking about though, if you trade D'Angelo Russell for uh, Jimmy Butler, like you're probably not going to, that's not going to net you that many more wins. Like you're really doing that because you're trying to uh, like lay the groundwork for getting Kyrie and other players and stuff. Like how much is Jimmy Butler going to love being on like a 35 win team in Brooklyn? You know? Yeah. But I think if they do get, like, yeah, I, I think statistically in terms of, like, how much D'Lo is going to produce this year compared to Jimmy. Jimmy Butler was 25, 5, and 5. Uh, 22. 22, 5, and 5. D'Lo was basically that uh, last year. He just and he was With, with full minutes. What's that? Be- before the injury when he was getting all his minutes. Right. So, yeah. like, statistically in the game, offensively, yes, about the same. But defensively, they're going to be way better. And... The minutes distribution is going to be way better because they kind of have a glut of guards. The Nets do, so then you put you make uh, Dinwiddie the starter. You know, Lavert's getting more minutes at point. Well, Lavert may be in the trade, but we don't know. Lavert's getting more minutes. You make Rondé like super bench player. He goes, you know, he, and then if Damari's still on this team with Jimmy Butler, that's a fun gritty little Ford combo that I'm super excited to see combined with. Um, you want to see what odds odds Shark has for uh, where where will Jimmy Butler play game one of the NBA season this year? Oh, yes. I want to hear all about that. Well, has Timberwolves 
rated the highest. Oh, okay. Most likely. Interesting. Interesting. N- Nets, Nets second. What? Clippers. Clippers third. Knicks. And then the token 76ers, Lakers, Celtics, Warriors. Yeah. So that's also what's interesting is that this report getting floated out there, even though Jimmy Butler puts a list out, it's very potential that a, a team contacts Jimmy Butler's agent saying, yo, would Jimmy consider w- coming here? I don't know who that would be. You know, it could be. So, like, Miami has – there's been reports that Miami's interested in Jimmy Butler, which is a smart Miami move because their team is sort of uh, crappy. Uh, not mm-hmm. They have no future. They just signed Dwayne Wade again. Um, yeah. It's smart for Miami and Pat Riley to be like, yeah, we want, we want him. We want him on our team. And then maybe Jimmy Butler's like, yeah, I would love to be down in South Beach. That could, that's a possibility. Here's, I do want to say this one thing. Um, signs to be worried about Jimmy Butler. Okay, this is what this segment is called. Signs to be worried. The Nick Wiggins, uh, again, tweet. The hallelujah that uh, Jimmy Butler's gone. But I think most people are now anti-Andrew Wiggins. So Nick Wiggins being against Jimmy Butler is not necessarily a big blaring sign, but it's a little bit of a big it's just It's sign. just like some people don't know how to win, you know? It goes into one of those arguments. <laughs> what, what do you, ta- you want to listen to one of those losers for, one of those Wiggins losers? Here's the, here's the real big headline, though, that I'm worried about, okay? Here are the three, the three teams that are listed in this Jimmy Butler sweet stakes are L.A., New York, New York, okay? That's not a move you make. That's not a, a list you make if you want to win basketball games. That's a list you make when you want to be Mr. Big Shot. And, you know, own a, I know. How lame is that? And you want to own a city, and you want to go to L.A. or New York, and you want to be super cool and show up to shows, like fashion shows, and you want to be photographed, and you want to be known. You want to be on DailyMail.com. Great website. They can sponsor us as well. Um, yeah, that list well, so, of teams is concerning if you're a Nets fan. Okay, there I have I have two. I mean, like, kind of. I mean, there's. I think for each situation, it's different. It is an interesting combination of teams um, for that reason because yes, they all are on you know coast, big cities, nice places um, to be a rich young person. But um, there's a lot of differences. Have you been hearing this kind of like? What is this um, new PR thing that the Knicks are doing? Where they're just like, things are different here. Like you get you get the feeling things are changing. Like everything's a little different. It's like, <laughs> guys, what? Like why? 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 Because you can't. Like there hasn't been a like Lance Stevenson trade in the last like year. Like that's. I mean, what is? What's different? I, I have not. Like it's. You still got Jimmy Dolan. You've got a new coach again. Like what is? What is different about this? Yeah, and, and like Fitzdale's like. Everyone likes him. He's a super fun interview. That's great. But, like, he did explode for maybe multiple reasons in Memphis, and that didn't work yeah. out. He's got phenomenal glasses. He wears great glasses, and it's, <laughs> and he's a talker. Like, I understand. Like, vibe is different. Steve Mills seems I just like a so, great guy. I just so see through the Knicks PR thing. Like, they just they, – they, they know how to, like – they see other teams. They, I mean, hard to miss that the that's the Nets have been the darling of the trash heap, like I've often been saying. And like, there's a lot of like, but then they just put out their own message, which is the same, which is like, yeah, we're really wow, we we've really kind of turned things around here. It's it's pretty wild. <laughs> well, and it's like that we're okay. I always want to know where the rumor is coming from, right? So we know this Jimmy Butler rumor is coming from Jimmy Butler and his people. The Kevin Durant rumor to the Knicks. I don't think it's coming from the Knicks. Or, I mean, I don't think it's coming from Kevin Durant. I think it's coming from right. 
uh, sources around the Knicks. However, however you classify those people, it's coming from that. It's coming from that circle. And they're doing a smart job by saying these big-name players want to come to their team because then it makes a guy like Jimmy Butler be like, oh, yeah, maybe the Knicks are different. Not different. Right. So that's the point, right? The the point is that these teams all have this like we're different sort of message out there. The Clippers to a lesser extent because they just came out of like a bit of a um some riffraff, whatever, from the post Chris Paul era. Um but like for the most part, like, you know, the Knicks and Nets for better or worse have like this new thing where they're like, This is like like we're all about you know, investing in our players and all that and their happiness and stuff. Plus we have a bunch of cap space and like young, interesting things. So like you could make your own little thing out here. So like, yes, there's like a stardom, you know, there's like a, you know, there, you could construe rightly like you did a, um, like that. This is a guy who just wants to be in the limelight. Um, but I think that there are, you know, there's ways to also make the argument that it's just like he's he's seeing that there's like you know a basketball investment to be made here. Stop um, it! Stop it! You are being I mean charitable. You are a Red charitable Cross person right now. Um, <laughs> sure. Yeah. You're Salvation Armying, uh, Mr. Butler. The do- here. Okay. <clears throat> no, I was like I was pretty like I saw right through it with the Knicks. You know, I you know I gave you something. I was like the the Red Cross in like. China, you know, where I just like take the money and buy a Ferrari, you know, (laughs) (laughs) the biggest indicator for me and this. I've been tracking this. Jimmy Butler wants to be a star thing for a while is that he's become friends with Mark Wahlberg. Okay, he's been friends with Uh, Mark Wahlberg for a while. Smoking gun. He's been he was friends with him when Jimmy Butler was a bull. He became friends with Mark Wahlberg. I'm, you know, Mark Wahlberg seems like a, a swell dude. I watched the Wahlbergers TV show. Dude, I did too. He does not seem like a swell dude Actually, at all. Yeah, he seems like an asshole. I'm not. He seems like a total jerk. The whole show is just him sitting around with his brothers, and they like pitch him terrible ideas for businesses. <laughs> <laughs> he says no. And then, they're but, just sitting around. He's like, "Hey, Marky, what about a yeah? Uh, we get some Taco Bell franchises." He's like, "No, <laughs> that's stupid. They don't do that in China." He says he likes very big in China. That's all he cares about. Also, his backyard is like a like a fairway. Like it's not a fairway; it's like a chipping yeah. green. Like it's like a, a land for putter, like putters and chips. And I don't know. Right. I'm, I'm not a big golfer, but um, it's weird. It's always struck me as strange. And I'm not, you know, I know all these guys live in L.A. Basketball players live in L.A. in the off season, so I totally like understand that they would also meet actors. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg being the actor of choice for Jimmy Butler is a little concerning. Okay. If there's any actor that is as big as a sellout as Mark Wahlberg, let me know. Okay, the dude made well, so here's the thing though. Transformers movies, <laughs> and I'm worried. You think- I'd be worried if I was the Nets and Jimmy Butler was palling around with Mark Wahlberg for no good reason, Bang other than wanting desk. to be with a famous person. And the only reason why he wants to come to the Nets is because they're in Brooklyn. Now, fine. I would get no. What? Let me just interject. I think that the connection is, and I'm and I'm saying this that I think it's misplaced. But the interest from Jimmy Butler and Mark Wahlberg is in like Mark Wahlberg's like do it yourself. I work out all the time. Like nothing comes easy. Sort of like libertarian streak that he has going on. Like there's there's like <laughs> there's like that part of it that I think speaks to the post Tibbs Jimmy Butler's sense of like ethic. You know what that, work ethic. That's a really good know. point. That's <laughs> again charitable. But a very good point, Brian. <laughs> okay. Anyway, sorry. Continue. Um, so where are we with this trade? We happy with it? Let's oh. make it happen. Let's make it happen. Why not? 
Um, should we bring this full circle? Do we we don't need to make this a whole long episode, right? This is supposed to be a, an emergency one where we would just talk about this stuff. Yeah, and I'm gonna I want to go through a few more. We have a few more points here we got to get to, and then we're gonna Great. wrap it up because again, emergency pods need to be special and unique and short. That's sort yeah. of what makes an emergency. Um, right. Let's have the argument real quick. Is it smart to give up assets for someone who can sign here anyways? I say this is linked to another question. If it makes getting a guy like Kyrie or Kevin Durant if it increases your chances by 30%, 20%, whatever it is, by getting Jimmy Butler now and giving up Karis LeVert, yes. That is a smart move to do. I know that you don't want to give up assets for a guy that you can sign, but if signing this guy makes it 20% easier to sign the next guy, it is worth it. That's a that's a calculated gamble. Yeah. Of course, the Nets have been down this road before, though, with like the the – Darren Williams and then needing to trade Gerald Wallace and, you know, trading for Gerald Wallace. Um, it's a dangerous yeah. game. Jimmy Butler's a higher class Gerald Wallace, though. Um, this is why I do ultimately think that the D'Lo thing makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, as much as I would love to see you know, D'Angelo Russell thrive on this team, um, if we are playing this, you know, dangerous game, you know, I think – we sh- and I think we ought to. I mean, I'm put. I'm just going to go ahead and say, like, I think we ought to trade for Jimmy Butler ultimately, um, and I think we should trade D'Angelo Russell to do it because it saves us from making having to make a difficult decision about D'Angelo Russell in the offseason, one that would be potentially pretty turbulent. You know, like you don't, d- despite what like his season is going to be this year, he's whatever D'Angelo Russell is. So it saves you from having to make that decision. And yes, it does. And I would say more than thirty percent. I think that gets you up into like the. 50 to 60% range of like destinations for another marquee player. And, and, um, and it's sta- so like there's all these teams that are going to have cap space next year. Having Jimmy Butler makes you near the top of that list, right? As opposed yeah. to having Carousel Vert, Jared Allen, Rondell Jefferson, D'Lo. D'Lo could, I mean, I'm still, you and I are both on the same page with him. He's still like high potential dude who could be awesome. But we for sure. But we know Jimmy Butler is awesome. Like regardless of whether you think he's better than Paul George or better than all these other players, like he's awesome. He's awesome to have on your team, and you want to have him on your team. Um, it makes the Nets much more appealing next year if they have a guy like Jimmy Butler on their roster, and that that's a huge, huge boost. Um, yeah. One thing I do want to say too about like. The the D'Lo, if D'Lo is included. Um, so there's an awkwardness that's been developed in the media surrounding the Nets. When they talk about how much cap space the Nets could have next offseason, what is rarely accounted for is actually what D'Lo was worth, D'Angelo Russell, and um, how he will impact their ability to sign two max free agents. They cannot sign two max free agents unless D'Angelo Russell basically signs like a super cheap deal. It's the only way it can happen. Right. Trading him for a guy like Jimmy Butler, the scenario where, let's say, we do wink-wink here, Brian. This is conspiracy theory stuff. Prokhorov is not above this because he did this with Andre Karolinko. He's he's crafty. We all forget that. Remember that signing when they signed Karolinko and it was like for like $2 million and other teams wanted him for way more than that, and they were like, mm-hmm. what happened? And they were like, there's something Russian going on here. <laughs> let's get yeah. that going again. Yeah. This team hasn't felt Russian enough for me. I want a little more no. Russian. Okay? Here's what happens. You trade D'Angelo Russell 
and something else for Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler has a player option for about $20 million, 20.5 next year. You say to him, take that player option. Just take it. Just be happy and take it. We will meet you on the back end, and we'll give you a big old max contract right when you're done. Right when you're done, we'll give you a big old max contract. Wink, wink. Hit, shake the hand. Let's get this going. By doing that, that makes it a million times easier to sign Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. Maybe even something else at that point because they'll have enough space to sign something else. Maybe they can dump Alan Crabb on another team by trading one of their first-round picks because at that point, teams will have so much cap space, a uh, $20 million contract for Alan Crabb is, and a first-round pick is maybe not that big of a deal. Um, getting Jimmy Butler and getting not rid of D'Angelo Russell but giving up D'Angelo Russell makes it easier, because, easier to get another max for agent because you have – a real star in Brooklyn who had been there for a year, and they probably make the playoffs. Two, it actually makes doing the mathematics of a contract easier by having Jimmy <coughs> Butler if he agrees to do that one extra year. Of course, we all understand he'd be giving up money for one extra year, but then he would probably get a five-year contract at the end of that anyway. So because we're doing wink, wink, nudge, nudge Russian stuff here. We're doing Russian mm-hmm. stuff. That's what we're doing here. Sure, sure. Um, Secondarily, real quick, and I wanted to get this out there. Um, for everyone who's, like, anti – and, again, I'm not advocating for D'Angelo Russell to be traded. I just think, like, the mechanics of the NBA – D'Angelo Russell kind of has to be in this deal for Jimmy Butler. If I told you, Brian, that we were mm-hmm. going to trade Brooke Lopez, the Kyle Kuzma pick, for Mozgov and Jimmy Butler, would you do it? Sorry, say it again? If you had traded Brooke Lopez mm-hmm. – and the Kuzma pick mm. for Jimmy Butler and Mozgov. Would you have done that? Um, yeah. Would you have sure. been super happy to have Jimmy Butler for that? This is always <laughs> when people make these arguments where you like distend the life of an asset's like what its value was <laughs> for That's many, doing, many baby. years. That's what we're here for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. You just trace back. No, I mean, yeah, that's that sounds tight. That's um, that's what would be happening. We would yeah. the Nets would be giving up essentially Brooke Lopez and the Kuzma pick to take on Mozgov's bad contract and then get Jimmy Butler because you that's the assets. Those are the assets trail that you've linked back to. Um, mm. I'm just saying, like, but I'm not, also I, I I really do think the Delo would have to be in the deal. But there's another world where he doesn't. He's not included. But that world includes Lavert and Jared Allen. And I, I don't know what I would value more yet. I need to evaluate that. Whether I'd rather have Lavert and Jared Allen versus D'Angelo Russell. It's a tough world for me to consider, Brian. Yeah. Um, you said there was some kind of breaking news or something before we got on. <laughs> uh, Space, Jam 2 is, Space Jam 2 is happening. It is official. Ugh. Ryan, <laughs> uh, LeBron James is going to shoot it next summer. Uh, Ryan Coogler is not directing. Ryan Coogler, the director of Black Panther, but he is producing, which I'm sure will benefit the film in some way. Space Jam <laughs> 2. <laughs> I, okay. I, I cast doubt on film producers really making a difference. That's my, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. my uh, chagrin. Yeah. Uh, sure. So Space Jam 2 is happening, Brian. Are you excited? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I am super duper happy. I love things. I like when people get together and make new things. 
I won't see it, but I'm excited that you're excited. How's that? <laughs> you like that? I love it. Yeah. I've, I'm in this new thing where I'm being, you know, I just don't like to knock anybody's, like, creative output, you know? I'm, I'm taking the Kanye West approach to it. You know what? And I think that's right. I think that's the right way. Yeah. That's what I don't, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you on that, Brian. It's good. Good. Um, it, takes a lot to, it takes a lot to make stuff, you know? You don't want to go around being the guy that's poo-pooing on everybody making things. Quick question. Is Musa better than Jimmy Butler right now? Right now. Today. <laughs> you're, you're worried about his ankle, aren't you? <laughs> I'm a little... He's young, okay? I realize now... So I follow him on Instagram like I do all the nuts because I want to know what's happening. He's a little young, Musa. Oh? Well, he's, he is what do we get? like 20, 19, 20 years old, right? But he acts like that. And sure. I'm a little worried about my boy in Brooklyn. A little worried. Right, give me examples. What are we looking at here? He just Instagrams like a very young person. The, the way he writes, it's not a negative thing. He just An does. example. Give me something concrete I can sink my teeth into here. A lot of emojis. A lot of like, look at your mm. boys. A lot of like selfies. Um, he's very confident or slash into himself, which isn't a bad thing. We all love that confidence at the press conference when he got introduced. Loved it. Just a little worried. I'm a little worried about my boy in his first year in Brooklyn. I think is he just is he not just peacocking a little bit on Instagram? You think? I think it's going to be a peacocking year for Mr. Musa, even though he may yeah. not play all that much. Yeah. Uh, Rodion's seems like a sweetheart though, and Mr. Keurig's. Uh, I'm going to call him the Keurig because he's instant. Um, nice. <laughs> you're you worried that Musa's got a little Sergey Karasev in him? Is that what you're? Trying to <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have enough Karasev. Yeah. Dude, remember we did it? We definitely did like a Karasev, not full pod, but we definitely like had Karasev did. conversations. Oh sure. Oh god. Gotta. Can we just reflect, dude? Do you remember what Toko Shungelia was doing in the D League, <laughs> dude? He was really. He's dropping like 45, 10, and 10 every night. Has anyone forgotten? That's, yeah. that, is, that is the Nets moment of the past four yeah. years or whatever. Um, dude, this is how far we've come. We've gone from uh, discussing Karasev's potential as a three-point guy off the bench to Jimmy Butler wanting to come here. Jimmy Butler wants to be a net. I mean, he wants to be other teams, but he wants to be a net. And things are looking up. Things are really. Does this feel like the first time we've seen sunlight? Like, is this the first real like, like we're mole people coming out of the ground? Yeah, yeah, a little bit like <laughs> feeling a little Groundhog Day. What Pakistani Phyllis? And we it burns our eyes. It does sting yeah. a little bit. Um, yeah, and we can't see. It's it does sting because we're like, do we really want to do this, guys? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> Shut up. Can I Shut do... up, everybody. Yeah. I, yeah. There's ten fish side of me that's like. Because yeah. there is a, a, a poor – I mean, we've been getting a ton of tweets, and I should thank everyone who's been tweeting at us and continuing the conversation on Twitter, at BK Glue Guys. Thank you so much. Um, a lot of good reactions. I mean, of course our fan base is the smartest of all basketball fan bases. I actually stand by that claim. I think it's true. Yeah, we – you know, um, I, I can't think of a bad person that tweets at us. Maybe I've blocked him too many. But um, There's one guy I can think of. <laughs> one guy. <laughs> Um, oh, yeah, I know. Okay. Um, but there is a segment of the population that is so bought into Sean Marks's, like creed of we're going to build this slowly. We're going to build young guys. We're going to have them keep up going up in our system. Joe Harris is the perfect example of that. 
Um, there are some people that are like, why ruin a good thing? That this is a good thing. Like, like Here's the thing, though. Like, it's such a good player to trade for for that, like, to, like, keep the culture thing. Because there's not very many people that are more serious about winning, despite not having done that much that recently, um, <laughs> than Jimmy than Jimmy Butler. Um, or at least, like, that's, like, his brand, right? It's, like, I'm true grit. True, And that's why um, he loves Tibbs. And it's interesting that he's, like, I want to get away from you. Right. Whereas, you know, and also to trade D'Lo for that, who's... But still got some, you know, question marks around him, him and his true grittiness. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. Feels like a layup to me now, having just talked to you about this, Mike. I feel like this could really happen. I'll, I'll, I'll say, and I think, I, you know, I would give up D'Angelo Russell for for Jimmy Butler. I would not want to do that. Um, but pretty much the guys I don't want to give up for him are Jared. <laughs> I mean, we all love Jared Allen. I can't separate my love for him and his basketball talents. Like. In the end, though, you'd probably give up Jared Allen if you could get Jimmy Butler, depending on the the other pieces. I'm not sure, dude. That might be a bridge too far for me, even. I would say if it's like Jared Allen and Kenneth Fareed for not that that's going to be the trade because that's crazy. Right. That's yeah, but, stupid. But <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't even talk about. It. But like Jared Allen, D'Lo are like the two sort of pieces. Like you know my stance on Carousel Fur, and I was ready to trade him for Jabari Parker to start the year, and that was right. stupid. I understand that was stupid now, um, but I also like Whoa. motorcycles, man. I'm also don't they know everyone. Don't they know everyone has a podcast? Get out of here! You should put up a sign that says "I'm podcasting." There's a folks. podcast Come here. Um, but like, what's Karis Levert's ceiling? It's pretty high in terms of like usefulness on a basketball court, but it's not Jimmy Butler, and you can get Jimmy Butler now for maybe Karis Levert and a couple of other pieces. Um, so last question, and then we're done. Okay. You talked about the culture the, that Jimmy Butler is sort of like the most culture dude, right? Of one of the most culture dudes that could fit right in with the Nets. You know, let's grind it out. Let's be, you know, super hard workers and let's love, you know, our families or something. Um, <laughs> that's the culture. Yeah. Is this a Sean Marks move? Is, is trading for Jimmy Butler without having another guy here yet? Me probably giving up a couple of the young assets that he himself has procured is trading for Jimmy Butler a Sean Marks move. I think it is. I think I mean like Sean Marks has shown a pretty real willingness to just you know to to make a trading Brooke Lopez was a pretty ballsy thing to do, um, or maybe not ballsy, but like it seemed very timely. Everything worked out. Like I don't know. I, I really I don't think he's afraid of making a big move like this so long as it's the right move. Um, like, uh, yeah, I, I think it does fit with his track record thus far. Um, I don't know. Do you feel otherwise? No, I think it would be – I agree with you that, like, he's – he like, the Ed Davis signing, I know, is very minor, but that's an indication of a guy who, like, is willing to sort of do anything because Ed Davis doesn't really make sense for this team. He makes them better, but it doesn't really make sense. The reason why you make that signing is because it makes the Nets better. Um like, if he was so dedicated to the plan, the plan of, like, we're only going to get young guys, we're going to grow them up well, and then they're all going to mature at the same time, and they'll all be awesome and adorable together, like the Rugrats, um, then you don't make this trade. But I don't think he's – I don't think Marx is as wedded to the plan as it may seem. I think he's just been – like, Alan Crabb, another guy. They traded for Alan Crabb probably when they shouldn't have – 
and you know I don't like <laughs> I don't love it, but that was a move that he made that was an indication of we're going to try to get better. He has a big contract. He is not he wasn't that old. He isn't that old, but he's old enough to where it's like, you know, he's probably not going to get that much better. But they made it because it made the team better and it made sense and they didn't give up anything. They gave up a bad contract to get a worse contract. But Alan Crabb is way better than Andrew Nicholson. So that's understandable. Getting Jimmy Butler would make sense uh, completely. And I think Marks is an opportunist more than anything. And this is an opportunity. There's a limited field right now for getting Jimmy Butler. When he becomes a free agent, the entire NBA can get a shot at him and all offer him the same money. The Nets have a limited field as we understand it. There are two other teams with them. Maybe there's a second or a fourth or fifth, but this is the field. The Knicks have yeah. indicated that they're not going to offer up future assets to, to trade for a guy that they can sign anyways, or they feel they can sign anyways. So they're not making a deal unless if James Dolan steps in. The Clippers are a team that would make this trade, but again, we had that conversation. They just trade away Blake Griffin. Do they really want to trade for Jimmy Butler, trade all the assets they got for Blake Griffin, flip them for Jimmy Butler, and then sign him for the exact same deal they got for Blake Griffin? The Nets make the most sense. The Nets have the salary cap space, the assets to do it, the um, the currency with the fan base to do it, because we as a fan base would be okay if they got Jimmy Butler. Like, we're not we're not scarred with the Blake Griffin years. We're here. We're ready to roll. Let's get a good player on this team and let's let's play some basketball. Let's get Mark Wahlberg a courtside seat. Let's make this happen. Yeah. I also think <clears throat> this will be like by far the most interesting thing that Sean Marks has ever had to do because like up till now he hasn't I mean this is like a beauty contest that he's in um where there's actual like some pretty high leverage stuff going on and it's you know it's there's the competitions in his backyard it's like a you know there's like it's a pretty heady situation so like seeing how he'll come out of this is going to be like a really interesting and very telling uh, you know, little piece of information about you know his his skills as a GM, as a negotiator going forward. Your prediction. Let's just finish it off. I'm gonna say I'm I'm I I feel like there's enough writing on the wall right now to say that I think it does happen. I don't know what the package is gonna be. I don't know if it happens, you know, really soon or not that soon. But I think it does. I my my feeling is I think it happens before the beginning of the season. I just think that there's if if. You know, Jimmy Butler is not going to stay until midseason. Like, I just don't see that that's, that that's the player that you want to mess around with when he puts out a list of places he wants to go to. Um, and I don't think Tibbs is the kind of guy that – I think they had a very, like, serious, like, straightforward conversation about this where he was like, I'm going to leave at the end of the season, so, like, why don't you get some assets for me now? Like, mutual respect kind of stuff. That's a good point, too, the fact that, yeah. um, like, he's actually kind of doing this uh, – as a respect move to Sean Marks, mm-hmm. or not Sean Marks, to Tom Thibodeau. Uh, I'm looking up when training camp starts. I need to see this because I just want to get a sense of not that like that's really that big of a deal in um, Nets in, in NBA land. Like no one actually cares about training camp, but, but it's starting soon. Um, mm-hmm. My prediction is that it's so hard to say. Here's the thing. If the Clippers... Oh, come on. You made me do it. I know. I know. I know. I'm such an asshole. Um, If the Clippers want to make it happen, it's the Clippers who are going to make it happen. If the Clippers really want... Because they have the best package. They have two guys they just drafted in the the lottery. They have Shea Gilgis-Alexander, 
and they have Jer- I think it's Jerome Robinson from Boston College, two guards. Okay, so they can offer two young players, or they could offer um, Tobias Harris and Avery Bradley. Simple, simple. That's like boom. Here you go, Tibbs. I'm giving you two veterans that are really good for Jimmy Butler. You could argue actually the Timberwolves would be, would be better with Tobias Harris and Avery Bradley. They probably would, and it would benefit the Clippers. I just don't know if the Clippers are are really of the motive to to make Jimmy Butler their dude, unless if they can make Jimmy Butler their dude with the understanding of like we're probably also then going to get Kawhi, and that's a pretty compelling team. From the the Nets are the I, so if the Clippers aren't committed to getting Jimmy Butler, then the Nets are the team in the driver's seat to get him. What what they are willing to give up for Jimmy Butler is very interesting. And it's really going to test Marx's thinking about certain players on this team. I would love it if the Nets could figure out a way to give up just their two first-round picks, Levert, Fareed, maybe Rondé, and then that's it. Um, I would love it if D'Lo could be on this team with Jimmy Butler, Jared Allen, and you just sort of figure it out from there because you have plenty of other players on the team. I doubt that's going to be it. I think it's going to be D'Angelo Russell and then other assets. That would be enough to make the deal. Enough with this equivocating, Mike. Is it happening, and do the Nets get him? Yes. Five days from now. Uh, Five days from now is September 24th. The Nets will, by then, have Jimmy Butler wearing (laughs) black and white. Dude, I love I love when we really put it on the line like this, you know? How embarrassing is it going to be when he goes to Miami and we're like... I'm going to go back and edit it. That's what I'm going to do. All right. Like, what are you guys talking about? Thank you so much for joining us, for listening to us at BK Glue Guys, NetsDaily.com. There's tons of Jimmy Butler-related rumor content on the website. <clears throat> Almighty Baller, or Almighty Media, doesn't matter anymore. Brian? Almighty Baller, baby. So much content on there. If you really want to listen to other basketball podcasts, there are so many podcasts to listen to on Almighty Baller. Brian. Mike, thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. We'll talk again soon, five days from now. Five? Another emergency. <laughs> All right. Good night. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.